Hi, thank you for tuning into our program today. I'm your host, the Internet Guy. We have a special guest today. His name is Stefan Sindoni. In our program today, researcher Stefan Sindoni is going to discuss his findings into a North American legend. The legend tells of giants, an ancient civilization that predates the Native Americans in North America, and its significance to world history and world events. The significance of Stephen's findings changes the Bering Strait theory and shatters the Judeo-Christian belief in the creation story. But those of you listening to this program, all of the research surrounding the legend of J.C. Brown can easily be found on Stephen Sindoni's website at sindonisays.com. After visiting Stephen's website, I felt compelled to invite Stephen Sindoni onto the program today to discuss his research and findings pertaining to the legend of J.C. Brown. Without further ado, my guest researcher, Stephen Sindoni. Stephen, welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me on the program today. It's been a number of years since I last appeared on your show. Thanks for inviting me back. I must tell you, Stephen, before you begin, the legend of J.C. Brown is one of my favorite stories. Please tell the audience and myself about the legend and how you got started on this research. In December of 2007, I was searching the internet for an idea or an interesting story to write a movie screenplay about. It was at that time I came across a short excerpt from an Emily A. Frank book entitled Mount Shasta, Mystic Mountain. Upon reading the story about the legend of J.C. Brown, I instantly became fascinated with it. Stephen, can you give the listeners some background information into the legend of J.C. Brown? Yes, absolutely. The legend of J.C. Brown takes place in Stockton, California. The year is 1934. An elderly British gentleman introduces himself to the editor of the Stockton Record newspaper as J.C. Brown. Brown claims that 30 years earlier in 1904, while working as a geologist for the Lord Cowjay Mining Company of England, he was prospecting in the Cascade Mountains in Northern California that he stumbled upon an unusual basalt rock that didn't jive with the surrounding area. Brown went on to say that he was more than curious and decided to dig under the unusual basalt foundation. Upon doing so, he discovered a cave which led to a man-made tunnel that spiraled underneath the mountain for approximately 11 miles. Brown now spins the tale of finding what he describes as a village with round houses. In one of the rooms, he discovers gold and weapons with strange markings of an ancient race. He next discovers a room with 27 skeletons ranging in height from 6.5 feet to 10 feet tall. Brown also claims to have found a worship room with two embalmed figures dressed in ornate robes. It was Brown's belief that these embalmed figures must have been the king and queen of this ancient race. Stephen, if this is true, then this ancient race of giants predates the Native Americans and would change the Judeo-Christian creation story, would it not? Yes, I agree. If this story is in fact true, then history would have to be rewritten. What makes this story for me totally challenging was that the man who claimed to be J.C. Brown mysteriously disappears six weeks after sharing his story. Many of the residents of Stockton, California, 
were left clueless as to what happened to the man who showed up in 1934. So Stephen, the legend of J.C. Brown is truly an American legend. Yes, the legend of J.C. Brown is truly an American legend. So after reading the short excerpt of the legend, what was the next thing that you did? After reading the legend, I jotted down all the clues that I had learned from the short excerpt in the book and decided to spend the next two weeks at the New York Public Library to try and solve the legend. You know, Stephen, the legend of J.C. Brown sounds like it would make an excellent movie. Yes, that were my thoughts exactly. It was my hope that the legend would make a great idea for the screenplay that I had planned to write. Stephen, can you tell the listeners a little about your research and the clues that you found that allowed you to pursue the legend? Yes, I most certainly will. The first clue and the most important clue was, was there a Lord Cowdrey Mining Company of England? And Stephen, was there a Lord Cowdrey Mining Company of England? And if so, how did you find it? It was fairly simple. All it took was doing a simple Google search and the name of the company appeared on the list with other information about the owner of the company, Lord Cowdrey. So Lord Cowdrey did exist. He was an actual person. Outstanding. Tell us more. Well, after about a week of looking through genealogy, birth records, marriage records, death records, with no luck, I decided to research border crossings into the United States. And that is when I found the name Lord Cowdrey coming through the Laredo, Texas border through Mexico. Stephen, I have a question. If you couldn't find the birth certificate for Lord Cowdrey, how were you able to figure out the real name of the man who was only listed as Lord Cowdrey? I was able to acquire a book about the life of Lord Cowdrey, who was really Wheatman Pearson. Upon doing so, in the book there were three photos of civil engineers who were lieutenants in his organization who helped build his worldwide dominance in industrial building. Okay, so now you've figured out that Lord Cowdery was really Wheatman Pearson. Now that you're connecting the dots, what did you do next? I began looking at border crossings for Wheatman Pearson and Lord Cowdery entering into the United States. And it was at that time that I found that Wheatman Pearson and three other civil engineers crossed the Laredo, Texas border on several occasions. One of the names that was associated with Wheatman Pearson or Lord Cowdrey that kept popping up was the name John Benjamin Body, who was also a civil engineer working as lieutenant for the Lord Cowdrey Mining Company of England and working in Mexico. That's absolutely amazing. So J.C. Brown was really a man named John Benjamin Body, and using that name. The names are quite similar. Yes, John Benjamin Body was really the elderly British gentleman who showed up in 1934 at the Stockton Record newspaper editor's office claiming to be J.C. Brown. Stephen, I must tell you, this is great research on your part. Tell us more of what you did next. Well then, not long after, in March of 2008, I contacted the Stockton Record newspaper and they referred me to columnist Mike Fitzgerald, who was aware of this unsolved Stockton, California mystery. After speaking with Mike Fitzgerald, he was kind enough to send me a PDF file of the 1934 original newspaper article 
written about J.C. Brown and his disappearance. If I may interject here, Stephen, on your website, for all of the listeners that are listening, there is the original newspaper article that can be found at SidoniSays.com. Yes, the Stockton Record J.C. Brown 1934 article and many other photos along with my research can also be found on the website. Stephen, please tell us why J.C. Brown, alias John Benjamin Body, chose Stockton, California, of all places, to tell his tale of giants, hidden treasures, and an ancient civilization. John Benjamin Body was married to Mary Hammer, whose relatives owned a home on the same street at 1825 North San Joaquin Street, next to where retired printer John C. Root lived, where the meetings were held at 1784 North San Joaquin Street in 1934 for six weeks. How were you able to connect John Benjamin Body's wife, Mary Hammer, to her relatives owning the home of 1825 North San Joaquin Street in Stockton, California? Through the use of a private investigator, I was able to have a search done in Stockton, California for all of the people related to the Hammers. The information can also be found on the SindoniSays.com website. This is truly amazing, Stephen. John Benjamin Body was really J.C. Brown. Yes, and what truly makes this information amazing is that the man who shows up in 1934 claims to be J.C. Brown also claims to be worth $40 million. John Benjamin Body's net worth was well over $40 million working for the Lord Cowdery Mining Company of England. Lord Cowdery, the owner, was worth over $340 million in 1927 as well. And upon further research... It was reported in the Stockton Record, J.C. Brown claimed to have photos and artifacts in a vault in the Texas bank. Well, with the help of my private investigator, we have learned that John Benjamin Body's relatives, the Hammers, opened up an account at the Laredo National Bank on 710 Bernardo Avenue in Laredo, Texas, where they hid the artifacts under the bowels of Mount Shasta in a secret vault in that bank. Excellent, excellent. Tell us more. So what did you do next? Well, I again contacted the Stockton Record columnist Mike Fitzgerald and let him know what I had found out about the legend. I know that you've spent nearly 10 years of your life researching the legend of J.C. Brown. This is an extraordinary part of North American history. Yes, that is absolutely correct. I have spent nearly a decade trying to solve the legend of J.C. Brown. Well, I give you a lot of credit for following through and spending that large of a part of your life trying to solve the legend. It is my strong belief that history now is less one mystery. Yes, I agree with you totally. The information about the legend can be found at my SindoniSays.com website. It can be found under my bio, Solving the Legend, and also under my video and my photos tab, there are a number of different pages that you can go to to learn about the complete legend. Well, Stefan, I'd like to thank you for coming on the program today and sharing your research with the listeners. Stefan, please give out your website for our listeners who are interested in learning more about the legend of J.C. Brown. Well, as I said, the information can be found at SindoniSays.com. Everything is right there and easy to find. It's S-I-N-D-O-N-I-S-A-Y-S. 
www.thepodcastnetwork.com. Well, that's our show for today. Stefan, thank you for coming on the program. You are quite welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, that's our show for today. Till next time, your host, the Internet Guy.